right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, recruiting time. Thought I was going to get out of town before uh, having to do another podcast time. That's okay time because this is good news for Tennessee time, whatever time of day it is. It's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you here from Fort Rucker Studio recording this on a Friday night, uh, but I am not by myself on this one, actually. I am uh, uh, by myself here in the house this portion of the house anyway. Uh, but Ryan Callahan is with us. Ryan Callahan, also from GoVols 24-7, coming to us from, what are we going to call it, Ryan? The uh, Callahan Castle? What, what is it? Uh, yeah, that, that probably is overplaying it a little bit. But yeah, probably uh, it works because it's got the alliteration thing going, I guess. Yeah, because Ramey's is the Blunt County Satellite Office. But you can't yeah. really claim West, West Knoxville Satellite Office because Pat's also over there. So, right. you know, it's kind of – you'd have to arm wrestle for it. But anyway, uh, Ryan, good news uh, for Tennessee. We've been talking about uh, in our most recent podcast that came out Friday morning uh, or early Friday afternoon there – uh, Tennessee's kind of been torn on the recruiting trail lately. People kept asking, when's Tennessee going to kind of get it, get the ball rolling, get a bunch of commitments, and uh, boom. I think there's been, I think, five in the past couple weeks alone, and there's another one pop Friday night, uh, a local running back, uh, local-ish from the, speaking of Blount County with Ramey there, uh, that's uh, from Maryville High School, T. Hodge, uh, the dozenth commitment, number 12 for Tennessee. First running back, though, this is a kid who, uh, interesting prospect, and um, I guess, Ryan, we're not really surprised that he did it, but uh, didn't really expect him to do it today, and he did. Yeah, you know, I think it, he's been working toward this, and and clearly, uh, you know, had, had had been envisioning making a decision sometime this summer, and I think, you know, things started to pick up pretty quickly with him recently when he, he made a, a couple visits to Tennessee the last two weeks. Uh, obviously, guy who'd been on Tennessee's radar for a long time. They they offered him more than a year ago. Uh, he went to one of Tennessee's camps last June. Got an offer, ran a ran a four five nine forty uh, at, at one of their camps, and and got the offer. And that was his first FBS offer at the time. And now he's up to twenty offers uh, at least twenty, and uh, and some some other big programs in there. But Tennessee was always sort of just you know in the background and and, and sometimes at the forefront of his recruitment. And that's they got a little more serious about him this spring and, and sort of turned up the heat a little bit more when it became obvious that they, uh, you know, still, still definitely liked him and, and that he had recovered well from his leg injury last fall. And they liked the way he was uh, progressing physically. He's put on a, a, a bunch of weight this off season up to, up to around 230 pounds and, and built really well at that weight. Um, so, so showed good speed at that camp last year. And now he's a bigger back who can really fill a need for them. So this is a guy they, they sort of set their sights on a little bit more, even, even than, than previously. Uh, this spring and they, he came back to campus recently for a, a visit during one of their camps, hung out a little bit with the coaches, really liked it. I think things just sort of picked up from there. And then he came back again for the, the cookout Tennessee had a week ago where they had a, a number of targets in town and, and he came back for that and really liked it. And I think, you know, about probably by the time that visit wrapped up, I think he pretty much knew Tennessee was where he was headed. So nice pickup locally. And again, Tennessee adding uh, another big in-state piece to this class. The, the third and a little more than a week after Cooper Mays, the four-star offensive lineman, and, and Keyshawn Lawrence, the four-star defensive back, uh, committed on on Friday and then and Monday uh, over the previous 
week leading up to this. So, so a nice little stretch here for Tennessee, especially with in-state commitments, including the 2021 athlete, Elijah Howard, who committed this week. Yeah, here's what's interesting, I think, about this, Ryan. Actually, there's a lot of interesting things, I think, about this. Uh, this is one of those deals where this kid, l- let's call it what it is, the ratings on this kid, uh, number 658 overall uh, in the 24-7 sports composite, uh, number 48 running back, and the number 22 prospect in Tennessee. So so not a guy who's who just jumps off the page with the rankings, but he does have 20 offers, and, and included in that list are, are some, some pretty impressive teams, some other SEC programs, Oregon, uh, some Big Ten programs. I mean, this, this kid's had... A lot of interest and a lot of you know what I would call big time offers, and, and it's fascinating because he he's gone from kind of a smaller guy who who's kind of a speed back to now all of a sudden boom he's six foot two hundred and thirty pounds still running you know just a tick under four six there in the forty coming back from that injury uh, th- this is an interesting prospect for a lot of reasons but I think one thing people are going to wonder Ryan is uh, as much as people love local prospects and they do uh, and they should i mean it's there's something sort of nostalgic about that uh, let's call this what it is this is a kid from one of the best you know arguably the best high school football program in the state of tennessee or the most successful uh, from the past decade and change i mean maryville's a powerhouse uh, them and alcoa down there in blunt county are always running game and just killing people and this is a good program but this is a kid who i think is an interesting prospect because people are going to wonder just just how good is he? Because the the offers are good, but but you know the rankings aren't great right now. They could change. But this is an interesting kid. Yeah, it, well, I, I think one thing about the rankings to keep in mind in state. You know, uh, you mentioned that number six six forty eight or six fifty eight, whatever it is right now. He, he's, I mean, a top seven hundred player nationally in state is always going to be one that I think is is pretty close to on Tennessee's radar, if not very much on their radar. And and those rankings obviously can subject to change quite a bit sure. so i wouldn't worry too much about that right now he's he's a bit of a wild card because he's coming off a leg injury last year he broke his he broke his leg in november during his team's playoff run and and came came back off that injury pretty quickly just, just like a lot just all, just like elijah howard tennessee's other yeah uh you know in-state kind of athlete prospect that they've taken in the past week or so yeah and and came back off that really quickly maryville has spring practice earlier than most teams he was able to participate in all spring practice despite it being in march and and the fact that he came back off that so quickly and and yet it still added some weight uh while while recovering from that injury and added some good weight because he's a really really big workout guy really really dedicated in the weight room and has put on some good weight and, and looks he's just really well built for a high school player um, so I think there's a lot to like about him, but he, you know, you mentioned the speed. One thing we don't know is what he's running in the 40 right now. Those times uh, that he ran are from last year when he was around 197. So we don't know at 230 what he that's runs. A, that's a big change. That is, it's a big change. Uh, but the one thing about it is, though, he's sort of become the player that everyone was projecting him to be. Even at 197, he had a big enough frame that you kind of thought he was going to be a 220 pound back before long, and it's just happened a little bit quicker than expected. But this is what everyone everyone kind of thought he was, you know, talking with his, his coach at Maryville High School, Derek Hunt. Um, he, he said, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be under 220 again. He's just a big kid naturally, and he, he carries his weight really well. And I, I think that's what he projects as is just, uh, you know, a, a bigger guy. But yet at the same time, not a plotter at all. He has good speed, very versatile out of the backfield. He said they even line him up at receiver in a lot of five wide sets. So he, he's very athletic. And, and, and to have that kind of speed at that size, that's really intriguing. And because he's coming off that injury and no one's seen all that much from him this year, 
it will be interesting to see how he looks this fall and, w- and whether he moves up in the rankings in the coming months. Yeah, and just to, to reset this really quickly, you know, anyone who's noticed, you know, some of those interviews with Jeremy Pruitt in the past year, how many times, I've lost count of how many times he said he wants big men at running back. He wants 220-plus pound guys because he used to play defensive back himself in the secondary, and, and he said that he didn't really like tackling those big physical running backs, and he thinks they're the ones that wear on you over the course of 60 minutes. And when you look at Tennessee's roster, a Aside from Jeremy Banks, who who I guess is going to stay at running back after dabbling in linebacker, not a lot of kind of big, strong, powerful men there at running back. I mean, Ty Chandler is plays bigger than than his size, and you know Tim Jordan, Buff Hampshire certainly has some physicality to his game. But this is a a true running back that looks to be in the mold of the kind of guys Pruitt wants. Yeah, and 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 Derek Hunt again, as his coach at Maryville said, you know he's an every down kind of back, and that's. Again, that's what Tennessee's been sort of looking for. Even in Jeremy Banks, you've got a guy that I think has the potential to be that, but maybe not the versatility. He's probably more of a first and second down guy, maybe not the versatility as a pass catcher and all that that you would want. So you've got that sort of situational back. But T. Hodge, if he if he can be as good as I think he can be, you know, and, and continue to get better and, and and maintain the speed he had last year, he could be kind of a three down back. He's a little he's not quite as versatile as a Ty Chandler, but he's He's just versatile enough that you you feel comfortable with him out there on, in some passing situations, I think. And he's not going to necessarily carry himself like a 230 pound back like you're used to seeing. So that's what is intriguing is that he's maybe your uh, not your typical 230 pound back. He, he's a guy who maybe plays a little more like 215, but but also has the power to run like he's a little bit heavier than that. So he, he's really interesting from that standpoint. And and in some ways, I still don't know that we we know how good he can be because again, he played last year, you know, 25 or 30 pounds lighter than he is right now. So he's a really intriguing player to see what he's going to look like this fall, uh, playing with this added weight and, and, and presumably not having lost too much of that speed that he had last year. Yeah. And, and quickly, this is the, there's, there's a few places in this area where if you're building pipelines and keeping a good flow of players going, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, Maryville certainly is one of those programs. I would say Maryville, Knox Catholic, Alcoa. You know, there's a few programs that you like the DNA. There's been a lot of D1 prospects from there. Uh, those guys win a lot of games. They win a, win a lot of state championships, and and they just kind of have that D, that sort of winner's DNA that you want to have in your program. Yeah, and not just that, but he's got some good bloodlines too. He actually happens to be the nephew of Randall Cobb, who played uh, the at one who got away. Kentucky. The one who got away. Yeah, and and now in the NFL, of course, at the Dallas Cowboys, formerly with the Green Bay Packers. So he, he's he actually went to a Kentucky camp last year before he went to Tennessee's camp. Apparently, ran an electronically timed four four seven forty at that camp at Kentucky more than a year ago, and came away without an offer somehow. Um, despite that connection, uh, that, that sort of was a head scratcher at the times, but at the time it happened, but, uh, but Tennessee offered him not long after that. And again, it was his first FBS offer and as a local kid, despite having that connection to Randall Cobb, I think Tennessee was a, a school that carried a lot of weight with him and it was going to be hard for him to pass up. So I, you know, a, a nice, nice pickup. And it's an added bonus that, like you said, it comes from a, g- a good program locally that is always good to have a connection to aside from geography and and to have a guy with uh, with that kind of connection to a, a player who's been as successful as Randall Cobb certainly makes you feel even better, I think, about his chances of being a good player in college. Ryan, is recruiting momentum a real thing or not, do you think? You've been covering this a long time, and, and it looks like Tennessee, from the outside looking in, I mean, you know, sometimes people say they believe in it, sometimes they don't. Tennessee's kind of been on fire the past couple of weeks. Kids are jumping in the boat. Is this a thing? Is Are these, just, are these things connected, or is this just kind of a, a random thing? 
Yeah, I'm glad. I, I think recruiting momentum is is very overrated. And, and actually, this is a this is all what what's coming to fruition now is sort of what we were telling people back in April and May. If you were reading Go Vols 24-7, people were sort of they were worried about the commitment total at that time. They said, you know, what is recruiting going bad? You know, what what's what's wrong? And, and nothing really has changed with all of this that happened. It's just kids are finally getting around to making decisions. And we said all along, you know, the summer has become a big commitment period for, for recruiting for a lot of players. They want to get out of the way before their senior season. Schools want to start to build their classes more in the summer. You know, you're not too worried if you have five or six commitments going into the summer. But if you come out of the summer still in single digits, that's when you're a little worried. So there, there becomes more urgency on both sides for 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 players to make decisions. There's a little more pressure from the schools in to get uh, to, to go ahead and claim your spot. If it's a guy that, you know, maybe doesn't have the leverage to wait until signing day, that if, if it's a guy that, you know, that you can tell a player, Hey, go ahead and take your spot now before it's too late. Um, you know, that, that tends to lead to things happening. So for multiple reasons, it's a big, uh, important time for, for commitments. And, uh, and, and that leads to a lot of movement. So this is sort of just everything falling into place that the Tennessee sort of set in motion back in the spring. I think, I, I don't think there's necessarily anything that's changed lately. They've just been in good shape with Cooper Mays for a while. They've been in good shape with Keyshawn Lawrence for a while. And they, they turned up the heat a little bit more on T Hodge the last couple of months and got, you know, made it clear they were really serious about him. And, and all three of those guys had enough interest in Tennessee naturally that, uh, that, that they were able to, to beat out some good teams for them. So uh, we'll, we'll see if it continues. But, yeah, I think momentum can be overrated. But obviously, for perception's sake, it, it does it does bode well for Tennessee that these things have started to fall into place and that their recruiting class is starting to take shape after people were a little bit worried, I think, earlier this spring. But this was a no-doubt take, right? Yeah, no, not, not really any question on Tennessee's end. I think when you looked at their running back board, um, for one, that, you know, that there, there were some options there, but not – so many that they that they could af- afford to even really consider turning away a guy like T. Hodge, who I think has always been really intriguing to them. Uh, and then it, it, again, it's kind of a need for Tennessee. They've tried to address this a couple of times. They have adding that bigger back to the roster, and it's it's just been tricky. And when you have someone in your backyard who's as intriguing as T. Hodge, even though he is a bit of a wild card maybe in terms of his development and exactly what he's going to be, to find a 230 pound back with that kind of athleticism that he's shown in the past, you know, he he runs track there's a lot to like there so to turn away a back like that in your backyard i think would be really tough especially when tennessee saw him in camp last year has watched him really closely for a year now uh they they always liked him and i think this was a a, a no question take for them when it came down to it this spring yeah last thing before we get out of here ryan these are more flash pods you know more more breaking news updates so these aren't going to be as long as our normal podcast and that's by design but before we get out of here ryan i do have to ask you since you're here uh, already uh what's going on with with haynes king this is a situation where the the top you know top 100 top 50 quarterback this is a kid who uh is at or near the top of tennessee's board right there with harrison bailey you know the, the kid they've already got committed it's a big time player and it, it, it we've had some good update updates on him lately but for people on the podcast what's going on with the uh intriguing dual threat quarterback in texas yeah, it's been really interesting the last few days. We thought he might make a decision and announce it as early as Wednesday. Uh, his hope was to do it before he reported to the Elite 11 finals in Texas. That that didn't happen. He, he arrived in uh, in Frisco, Texas, or, or that, that Dallas area there on Friday uh, to settle in for the Elite 11 finals that, that begin Saturday and, uh, and wasn't able to make a decision before he got there. And he admitted to, to 24-7 Sports Steve Wiltfong that he's uh, you know, still open to making a decision while he's the, at the event or, or basically any time moving forward. He, he's sort of just waiting for something 
to become clearer to him, I think. So it's uh, he's really been wrestling with this decision. I think it's Tennessee and Texas A&M that are the main contenders. And, and it's really hard to say that either team has an advantage right now because he's been so torn on this the last few days. So the, this is going to be really fascinating, not just who he ends up picking, but how soon it happens. You know, is this something that now that he's decided to push it back past uh, the start of the Elite 11, does he, you know, does he end up making a decision this weekend and trying to wrap it up pretty quickly? Does he wait till at least next week? Or does this now stretch out a few more weeks? Does he decide to take a little more time? You know, quarterbacks always want to commit by the summer. Yes. But in his case, I, I wonder if this causes some sort of, you know, mental reset where he says, you know, I just need to take a little more time in general, not just a few more days. You know, it, it could be that type of situation. I, I don't have any reason to think that. I think he still wants to get this over with quickly. But anytime someone's this torn where they, they sort of have a deadline in mind and they take it past, then you, you, you wonder how that's going to change their approach going forward. So I still think he wants to get it over with, but I think anything's on the table at this point. And, and Tennessee's clearly given him plenty to think about and done everything they can. But uh, the, the, the natural desire to, to stay closer to home and close to his dad, who's a high school football coach in Texas, I think that's that's tugging at him too. And, and Tennessee's done a great job here, but they're going to have to sweat it out a little, little bit longer to see if they can add Haynes King, a guy they've made a priority for, for several months now. Yeah, and, and if you're a believer, uh, if you're a believer in the good old-fashioned Rucker rule, I am leaving the country Sunday morning. So I will, right. I will be out of the United States for a week. I'll, I'll be in pocket if needed, but uh, if you're a believer in the Rucker rule, I'll be out of town, and that's when things tend to happen. So if you're looking for something, it, it could happen then. Ryan, anything else before you step on out of here? Uh, no, I think that's the main. That's pretty much the the main news. Obviously, we'll be watching the Elite Eleven Finals closely this weekend. Harrison Bailey, the Tennessee commitment, is there in addition to Haynes King, so a great chance to evaluate those guys kind of side by side and see where Bailey stacks up uh, nationally among some of the top quarterbacks there, especially now that he's dropped some weight from the past uh, several months uh, and, and kind of improved his conditioning. You know, how much does that uh, change? You know, national analyst evaluation of him seeing him this weekend and. Also, the opening finals at, at, at the same site there in, in Frisco, Texas. A, a bunch of Tennessee targets, as always, in attendance there. And we'll have tons of coverage of that on, on Go Vols 24-7 throughout the next several days. So lot, lots going on there, even though it is the dead period for recruiting. Plenty to, to keep track of, especially with the opening finals. Yeah, it's a shame that, it, that it's in a landlocked area, the, the the finals. And they're not somewhere like on the coast, on the beach. So you could get like a, like a Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. Uh, with Bailey and King kind of running down the beach together, yeah. working out, wearing their Vols tank tops, doing uh, awkward bro hugs. Could have been fantastic, but alas, that <laughs> wasn't to be. Ryan, man, thanks for taking the time here on a Friday night. I know that uh, you've got the, the crime baby there, and I'm trying to pack here. So, uh, But news never stops, so thanks for uh, taking a few minutes that, here. That's right. Thanks for having me, and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully be bringing you guys these more, more regularly now when news breaks. So hopefully this is uh, something that the – the readers and listeners enjoy and, and we'll be bringing you guys more of these in the future. I think that's a good deal. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Wes. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Ryan Callahan. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I know these are these are a little bit different. We're going to do a few more breaking news podcasts here and there, not the hour-long format that we've been doing or 45-minute you know, kind of deal there. We're, we're, we're kind of changing this up a little bit. We're going to do a little bit more uh, some some flash pods, maybe we'll call them. That's a maybe a really bad name. Maybe we shouldn't call it that. But anyway, we, we will have more of these. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll be out of the country next week, but we still will have at least one podcast uh, that we've already got in the can, a good kind of evergreen topic we've thrown out there. So uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can go to GoBoss247.com. Check out all of us there. Uh, you can go to social media. We're all there. West Rucker 24-7, Ryan Callahan 24-7. 
Grant Ramey, and P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. We're also on uh, Twitter as a staff at twitter.com slash govals 24-7, Facebook at facebook.com slash govals 24-7, or you can go to govals 247com the best site on all of Al Gore's internets where you can get all, all of the Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, women's basketball, women's basketball recruiting, everything you could possibly want, and then some. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will be back for sure next week.